0: This is the Harris Health and Mind podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Harris Health and Mind podcast. I know it's been a minute. I've had a few things going on. um, And today's podcast is going to be focused around um, NTF, Mind Technique Fitness. Now, this is something that I've been um, wanting to do for a while now, um, a good five, six months, um, and it's finally coming into into fruition. So I wanted to get it out. Um, I know it's sort of the time where people have started training since Christmas and stuff. So this is something that I've wanted to get out for a while. And I'm just going to go over a few things um, linked between MTF and um, Zone 2 training. So anyone who is into uh, marathon training, half marathon, ultras, long distance events, um, triathlons. Um, stay tuned because this podcast is something um, that will help you out. Um, Mind Technique Fitness is something um, through my training um, that I I sort of came up with, I guess you could say, um, it was sort of something that derived from Zone 2 training. Now, I heard a podcast from um, Rich Rowan and Chris Half on um, Zone 2 training. Um, and it sort of, it all came around very weirdly, um, all at the right time. Everything sequenced at the perfect timing, if you like. I signed up for an Ironman, um, something I really wanted to do for a while, wanted to do for a while, um, signed up to it. And then I've got a six-month program. Um, and when you look at this program, I'll go over it in some detail in a minute. Um, and sort of before we get into it, there will be a few little clicks because I'm going to go back and forth um, on the computer with just a few details and a few summaries and in, in detail of um, what sort of Zone 2 consists of and the types of training that I did and, and give you some sort of feedback on um, on my uh, experience with it and how it's helped me in terms of getting um, into a better base level of training and fitness, if you like. Um, yeah, so Zone 2 sort of came about after signing up for an Ironman. You get the six-month program and, uh, man, the training the training plan was, was intense. Um, the first two, um, so I'm going to sort of click back and forth. So you may hear some clicking, so I apologize for that. Um, but it's just sort of going back onto... Uh, my sort of um training that I had so going into it you you get the six-month program the first nine weeks um are you know are tough um it's it's not something that um is is for the faint-hearted and it's not something that you can sort of skip days if you like um I I trained whilst playing football still, so I navigated the days slightly different. And, and on the plan, it tells you to navigate the days depending on what time you have, what work situation, everything that varies for you. So you can manoeuvre different days and stuff around, um, but it's trying to get everything in the sequence that they lay out for you. So they lay out, um, for instance, a 40-minute run, um, and in brackets, there's a three next to it, um, and that'll be like a zone three tempo, Um And you do brickwork. So basically, um, you'll do a swim or a run or a a run or a cycle. Um, So you'll do a cycle first and then get straight off the cycle. And it's literally getting straight into your run as quickly as you can. And that's getting used and your muscles used to... Um, different attributes of that are firing um, rather than getting, you know, a 20, 30-minute rest in between. Um, it's getting used to your sequence on uh, race day, etc. And um, But you start it off in different sequences. Um, you know, if you're doing a triathlon, you'll do the cycle and then the run. Um, but to start off with, there'll be things in training where you do the run then the cycle just to get used to the brickwork and your muscles used to that um, for the first few weeks. And then you'll sort of slowly tailor into uh, more race-specific sequences. Um so yeah getting back onto um Get back onto the training schedule and um, for the first nine weeks just over two months and there was a total I had a total of um seven days off um and there's a week where you're doing seven days training flat just to give you an example of the training because obviously it's podcast I will I will do um screen recordings of uh, the training and and all of these things and I'll put them on um Facebook Instagram and stuff like that so you guys can see them the ones that have tuned in sort of see the the type of schedule and and how the zone two training and and mind tech this technique fitness has helped me um, so for instance you should have Monday off um, but Monday was a good day for me because I work from home so um, I could get more done and then on Tuesdays I have training on match play and I started this in season um, so it was something where I couldn't do anything on a Tuesday so I, I moved the Monday uh, the Tuesday slot to the Monday which I had off so it'd be 40 minutes run um, a zone 3 tempo and an hour bike so zone 1 to 2 so quite leisurely on the bike afterwards no brickwork, so straight, um, you can take 5-10 minutes after the run, or you could do the run for 40 minutes uh, in the morning, and in the evening after work, um, could have done that. Wednesday, it was swim for an hour, strengthening, and conditioning for 45 minutes. Thursday, bike for an hour, run uh, for 20 minutes. Bike was zone 3, run was zone 2. Friday, it was swim for an hour, run for 30 minutes, zone 2, because I had a game on um, Saturdays, um, the run I would do in, in a zone 1 um, and zone 2, um, so that was quite leisurely. Um, the Saturday, I would not do the Saturday because I had football, so that would be my um, sort of conditioning. It, it would have been an hour and a half bike and 45 minutes uh, strength and conditioning work. Sunday, I did a zone 2 run and a 30-minute swim, and that was quite good for me actually because I played 90 minutes on a Saturday. And then you're going to do um, a nice le- leisurely uh, zone two run. And, and I'll get into the zones in a minute. And especially as you first start, it was good for me because it was a nice recovery session. Um, again, moving on to the next week, um, is you know, another 40 minute run, uh, hour bike. So the first nine weeks, you're sort of, you're doing total of like 10 hours, um, 10 and a half hours, third week, eight hours. So it sort of goes up ever so slightly, Tellers back. And then, as you're getting into the specific prep, uh, the next six weeks, it's a bit more strength and conditioning, a bit more on the load. So, the week totals are 12 weeks, 12 and a half, 10 weeks. So, it goes down again, and then 13 and a half, 13, 12 and a half. And then it gets into pre competition weeks, a uh, sort of a two week block where it's again um, longer total, um, higher in terms of the zones that you're working in and also longer duration. So some of the cycles now are four and a half hour cycles, runs two and a half hour runs. You're doing a four and a half hour bike ride with 30 minute run but a brick. So you're getting straight off the four and a half hour cycle to get the run. Five hour cycle, 15 minute brick run. So and then the next day you're doing two and a half hours run and 30 minute swim etc. 14 and 15 hour weeks and then competition weeks seven weeks between pre-competition It's sort of um, it goes lower for the first couple of weeks in that pre-competition so it's two and a half 14 14 13 13 and you tailor it right down and it goes to 10 and six so the six is the final week and that's more of maintenance and everything being more um, sort of zone to a couple of zone threes and one zone four. Um, a good two weeks out of uh, competition um, and just making sure you're maintaining um, and yeah, so that um, that is was something in terms of training wise. You look at it and you think, oh my god, um, the load looks massive. You know, it's seven days off um, in two and a half months or two two months or so. It, it, you look at it and you think, where am I going to begin to start? The load looks ridiculous, it looks relentless. You know, you're doing two for the first couple of weeks, you're doing two hour cycles, thirty minute runs, you're doing an hour swim, forty five minute run, etc. And you're looking at it and you think, This is this is bogging me down. Where do I start? How am I gonna how am I gonna cope fitness wise with this? Um and again, like I said at the start of the podcast, I um it sort of fell into my lap, I guess, a podcast I was listening to with Chris Half and, and Rich Roll about um zone two training and, and it was fantastic. Um, and I urge everyone who's who's starting a marathon or wanting to get into marathon training, distance running, um, triathlons, anything like that, check that podcast out because it's, it's very good in terms of the detail in which it covers. And I'm going to cover a little bit of it today. It's not going to be all 100% um, sort of accurate. It's going to be from my experiences what I gained from um, my sort of zone 2 training and, and training the base. Now, essentially, zone 2 um, training is basically slowing down so you can go faster and create more efficiency in yourself. I'll say that again. Zone two training is basically slowing down to go faster in the long run to create efficiency. And it's basically creating a base training for yourself. Now, what I mean by that is um, lots of us, myself included, and even looking at the detail in, in the plan that I had, you get bogged down because you think, oh my God, two and a half hour cycle, an hour run. and Lots of us are very, very guilty of being in this sort of grey area, they call it, um, coaches and, and sort of professional athletes that, you know, look at all the data and the analysis of how people train and and, and help for them that um, can aid their recovery and, and then go again. Basically, lots of us, myself included, um, will go out and do a four-mile run, a five-mile run, etc. And we sort of go as fast as we can or a, t- a tempo or a pace that's, pushing us, comfortable for us, but at the end of it, you know, we're blowing and we're feeling that pace. Um, The four or five mile run might be a 40 minute run, a 35 minute run, whatever your pace is. And you think, you know, it's quite quick. I did well. And you feel like you've got something from it. Now, the days leading after that, you feel that fatigue, maybe a little bit of DOMS in your legs, and then you're scheduled for another training session, whatever that is. It may be a run, it may be a cycle, it may be a longer run, maybe a shorter run. But for whatever reason, your, your body, your legs um, are, are not giving yourself the signal to go again, either at that tempo or that pace. And that's because we've created over time plateaus in our training performance and the amount of training, the load we're putting on our body. So essentially zone two training, once you get your um heart rates for your zones, and you can do this in various different ways, and I'll put links to the podcast and and how you can get your zones for pure accuracy. You're you're gonna uh gonna have to go for a um blood test and go to labs and get everything done that way, but you can do it um in different ways if you're not too fussed in terms of, you know, um a few beats per minute here or there, the other side, and, and not being a hundred percent accurate. Um and again I'll link them in the post. And essentially, once you can get your zone two um, z- training zones, to start off with in the off-season or where you first start the training, we're, we're looking at going as slow as you can for as, long, um, for as long as you can for that duration. So, for example, if it was a 40-minute run um, in my Ironman training plan, I'm looking at going to zone two if it said zone two. Now, to start off with, I would be used to doing, let's say, Um, nine-minute mile pace. Let's just say that's uh, a nice pace. So nine-minute mile pace and I would be looking to try and do that in whatever time that was, you know, and and everyone's looking at their watch, right, I need to go quicker, I need to go quicker for that four or five-mile run, whatever I did. Essentially, we're looking to try and stay within that heart rate zone, so either low end or top end zone two, to not fluctuate and go over into that grey area and be comfortable working our breath and maintaining that zone two pace. Now, essentially, um, you're going to have to do it and it's frustrating because at the start it feels slow, it feels boring and it feels like you haven't actually done anything by the time you finished. If you can get in that state in zone two, once you've figured out your zone two pace and tempo, you've done zone two perfectly and correctly. Okay. If you get bogged down, if you get frustrated, if you're going into that grey zone, picking the tempo up and you're going over that heart rate, going into zone 3, zone 4, heart rate zones, then all you're going to get is you're going to plateau and you're going to fatigue and you're going to get injuries whilst the training progresses and the load progresses as well. Let's not forget about that with the load, especially with people that do a lot of road running, Okay, joints, ligaments, etc., so, for instance, I'll just give you an example. I've got my Garmin Connect set up and I've got all the details um, from the running. So, April 21st is the first run I did in terms of the training. First ever run, okay, for the Ironman training setup. It's a 1.77 mile run. The time, which again, for me, I wasn't too fussed about the time. What I was worried about is getting and staying in those zone two heart rates. Okay, so when I'm running, I'm looking at my watch and got the heart rate on the main screen, not the time. Um, And that time is, I'll give you the time is 24 minutes 26. So average pace is 13 minutes 47. Okay, so 13 minutes 47, that's thirty-seven BPM. Okay, so, you know, it's very very slow pace, if, you know, I was saying, you know, you're used to doing nine minutes a mile, this pace on average is, is 13, so you're doing nearly five minutes over, so four four minutes, 47 minutes over than what you're used to, and again, now you can imagine um, the, the the mental battle you're having with yourself, what you're feeling, I'm not really actually doing anything, and I'm not achieving anything, you know, I'm almost like walking or jogging, and that's what it feels feel like if you're used to being in zone three, zone four, doing fast runs all of the time. And it's just maintaining that mental state of discipline to stay within that zone for the first few weeks until you get used to it. And again, the key word I use there is the the discipline and, and the patience. You've got to maintain that heart rate zone. It's not something that you can quickly get into. You're going to have to have patience and maintain discipline. Okay, Really, really important. Again, um, just a few little details in here. I'll give her another example. Um, so we'll move up up the chain. Um, so we go to another run, May the 5th. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks later, distance, 5.81 miles. Um, time, one hour, one minute, 54. Pace, 10, 10.39 average pace, okay? Um, average BPM is 147. Now, I might as well give you my zone two. So my zone two is 137 between 154. So I've got to keep below that 154. So as you can see, 147 BPM. So I'm moving my zone two pace. Okay, I've now sort of gone up a little bit because the earlier one was sort of 13 or whatever it was minutes average pace. It's now sort of slightly, I'm progressing a little bit as the runs have gone on. I'm now at 10 minutes 39 pace. And then I scroll all the way up to July. Ironman was scheduled for 15th of July. So we'll go to another run, okay. Um, a few days away from Iron Man, five minute, at uh, five miles 62 time, 41 minutes 18 seconds, okay. Um, average pace, okay. Average pace, 721, okay. Um, average BPM, 167, okay. So that's zone three, okay. So going above that zone three pace, all right. So There, we look at pushing out of the zone. So I'm actually looking at pushing out of the zone a week closer, all right, a week closer um, to competition. But what I want to show you again, all right, if we look at that average pace and the BPM and that timing, all right, so we're looking at that pace of the run and we're looking at trying to go at the same sort of BPM staying in that zone too okay so let me just get up what we have for the bpm let's go here fantastic so we've got a nice little run in there we go nice little run july the 11th okay another july the 11th average distance 4.55 miles 40 minutes average pace 8 minutes, 48 minutes, average BPM, 147, okay? So if we scroll back to the May the 5th, scroll down to the May the 5th, similar distance, 5.81 miles, okay, and that's a, a mile and a half short. One hour, one minute, average pace, 10.39, average BPM, 147. Now, the BPM is what we're concerned about, the 147, average pace, 10 minutes, 39. Let's scroll up to July the 11th. Okay. Distance, 5.6 miles. Time. Uh, Sorry, we're missing. Let's get it. Where are you? Where are you? June. No, that's July. Here we go. 4.5 miles, time 40 minutes, average BPM 147, average time 8 minutes 48. So you can see from an average BPM right at the start, or even in May, which is 10 minutes or so, uh, 10 minutes average pace or so, I'm clocking off nearly a minute on that. Now, if you can think about a minute over the course of a marathon, say, or an ultramarathon, if you're someone who's fussed about times, those things are going to help you massively, okay? They're going to help you with your timings. You're also going to be able to get faster, okay? You'll go faster by actually going slower, and by that, you're maintaining your heart rate. And it's, it's that practice over time, which you would have seen there with uh, my zone training, that has allowed me to be able to keep my BPM at 147, similar distance, you know, a mile short, um, but I've clocked off nearly 20 minutes. All right, I know it's a mile, a mile short, but the average pace is eight, four, eight minutes, 48, okay? Eight minutes, 48, and then on the other, it's 10.39. So you're nearly clocking off two minutes of time. All right, and that just by, working and maintaining that slower tempo within your heart rate zones. Now, for this to work, you do need to you do need to um, look at your training programs or whatever you have. So going back into my program, like I said, there will be plans where, um, for instance, one day I'll have a Zone 3 bike and then a brickwork run Zone 4. So I'm working at high tempo. But the next session, for example, is a Zone 2 bike. Um, with a zone two swim. And then the next one would be a zone two run for an hour or so. And then the run at the weekend, where you've got a couple of days um, in between doing again zone two work, you, it picks back up again. So you've got a swim for zone three, 45 minutes, a zone three bike ride for four hours, and a zone three to four run to finish it off for 30 minutes. And then the next day on a Sunday, you've got a Zone three to zone four, run for two hours. So it's all of these things where you're you're working around seventy. I'd say my my effort was around seventy percent zone two training for Ironman, thirty percent mix in zone three, zone four, and that's really really important. And the first week, uh, first two months, sorry, of training, those months where I said I had um, seven days off in two months, there's a lot of load in there, but. I am concentrating on focusing, staying in those zones. The the load is very low to start off with, so you're not doing four hour cycles. You're doing, you know, two max. You're doing two and a half at the end of the two months, so your body's getting used to it. There's one three hour in there um, in zone th- uh, zone three and in, in week three as well. So it sort of shocks the body a little bit, but then you're doing the following week. You're doing a lot of zone two stuff, so. it it helps and aids with the recovery. One thing to notice as well and to think about is there's lots of people who either get back into training or turn around and say, I'm not fit, I want to start doing running again. And we're all guilty of it, myself included. We get back and we look at old stats or we feel how fast we capable of running so we go on a run and we we feel like oh I should be going quicker so we end up going quicker and it's almost like right once I'm sweating that uh, vast amount and I know a route that I've gone before and I've probably set a time and that I know I've done that route before and you look at it and you go oh. I was 30 minutes slower or I was 10 minutes slower or I was you know, 15 minutes slower than what I was before. I must be really unfit. And then we do the same thing again. I want to try and beat that time because I know I used to be able to do this specific route in this specific time. So we get caught in a loop of trying to go faster, faster, faster to beat the time. But what we actually end up doing is we end up plateauing. We end up getting injuries further into um, getting back into training. Or we end up getting frustrated because we're not actually getting quicker because our body's demand and the capabilities of increasing our VO2 max isn't there yet because we're consistently training in that plateau, the grey zone, which um, a lot of people tend to call it. And we haven't given our body um, time to build up that muscular endurance and that efficiency aerobically to generate a a bigger capacity for VO2 max. And essentially, that's what we're looking to do within zone two training. And what you've also got to think about is if I'm working, like I said at the start, a 13, nearly 14 minute pace a mile, average pace a mile to start off with, my ligaments, my cartilage, my blood flow, are all going to work better because I've created a base foundation for them to thrive off. I'm not going out and pounding a five mile run as fast as I can. And at the end of it, thinking, I'm oh, well done, I've sweat loads I've, you know, I've done it as fast as I can. And then a couple of days later, I can't go for a run because my knees hurt or my ankles hurt or my legs are still in a dom state. Um, so it's all of those things that, that build the base for you to create a foundation for you to thrive and, and succeed from. Now, like I said, zone two does feel like you are working at a very, very, very slow pace. And it's something that if you can get out of that ego state that you need to be going faster because you're getting overtaken on a run where you're almost at walking pace and you've got, um, you know, uh, 50, 60 year old woman, man, um, or, you know, a 16-year-old teenager running past you, then it's like, oh, I've got to go quicker, I've got to go quicker, I've got to go quicker. I'm getting overtaken here. You cut all of that out. Cut the ties out. Get your zone twos. Get, get all of your zone heart rates. Know exactly the tempo that you need to work out for specific workouts. Stay in that heart rate zone. Do not fluctuate over. Stay in between and look at, the couple of weeks difference from when you first started. You will feel that you can thrive the next day. You can go for another session the next day. It can be completely different, but you will be able to work. Remember, your body doesn't necessarily know what specific exercise you're doing. If your heart rate is staying in that zone, you can do a run at zone two the next day. You can do a cycle the next day. Um, You can do tennis the next day if you're staying in that zone. You can swim in whatever the zone is as long as you're staying in that aerobic capacity and the heart rate is right your body won't know what zone, um your body won't know what exercise you're doing and you can thrive the second the third the fourth the sixth the seventh continuous day of exercises all right of of training rather not exercises we're looking specifically to focus on training and i say that and and chris Half sort of speaks about this in these podcasts rich Rollers, people get bogged down between um, training versus exercise and what are we actually doing? Training has uh, training is a byproduct of what we want to try and get out of that session itself. What are we training for? Are we just exercising, we're we going out and doing a run because I feel like I need to do a run because I'm either not fit or I haven't trained in a while and you know, it's something that I need to do. I'm exercising. What what's coming from that exercise? And for instance if we get that training base set up like I said zone two to start off with we can work from that and and we can look at what we want to do and what we want to gauge from that so that can pillar off and tailor off into different things if you want to do a half marathon great if you want to do a 10k run fantastic if you want to do a two mile swim if you want to do ultra marathon if you want to do decathlon heptathlon triathlon whatever it is you're training specifically towards that okay but don't get bogged down and think, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do any of those. So how that, how is that going to help me? This can be for someone who likes to just go running, all right? If, if you're someone who likes to go running and you want to stay um, relatively healthy, you want to get your VO2 max up, you want to um, maintain muscular endurance and you want to go for three, four runs a week, this is something that is going to help you. You know, if you're someone who wants to go for three runs a week, tailor it. Do do two, to start off with, do two zone two runs and then do a zone three, zone four for 30 minutes at the end of the week. Mix it up, shock your body a little bit, but then go back into zone two runs again and then mix it up. And then as, as you're used to those zone two runs, you'll start to see that you're actually going faster, but it's not actually as easier as what it once was with the same BPM. Like I said earlier with the, with the average paces, you're going quicker, but your BPM is still sort of the same. You're shading off nearly two minutes of your time. So you're feeling it. It's not easy. You're feeling it because you're going quicker, but you've trained your heart rate now. Okay. So I know that's a little bit of information that, that may seem a little bit um, difficult, but that's why I'll, I'll link some um, podcasts and, and some pages um, in between. Really quickly before I sort of get onto MTF, Mind Technique Fitness, I just want to read um, from a triathlete website, triathlete.com, just the benefits of Zone 2 training. And it just said, Zone 2 training might not feel as gratifying, as tough as interval sessions, but is vital to your success in triathlon. In the sport of triathlon, there's big emphasis on doing fast, dropping the hammer and feeling the burn, opposite to Zone 2 training, like I alluded to earlier. While this is a key component of building threshold fitness, those energy systems are often over-targeted, leading to peaking prematurely, injury or burnout. Again, sort of what we're alluding to earlier, making sure the joints, the ligaments, any other injuries that were on the back burner that weren't recovered properly, those all come into fruition because we are working at a tempo that is eventually going to break down. Zone 2 heart rate or power can generally be equated to a steady aerobic effort. You should be able to maintain a conversation while also focusing on rhythm, efficient biomechanics at an even pace. Very generally, zone 2 is approximately 85% of threshold heart rate and 65% of threshold power. Threshold or zone 3 is the hardest output you can sustain for 40 to 60 minutes. Zone one alternatively is reserved for recovery and very easy efforts. The benefit of zone two training is to build aerobic base and endurance. Increased aerobic capacity enhances your ability to sustain a sub threshold pace for a longer period of time. In In conjunction with high intensity efforts, zone two is the foundation form to which to begin threshold fitness base. Strong aerobic capacity also allows you to recover quickly between higher intensity efforts as you progress into your season. For example, with strong aerobic fitness, you may ultimately be able to perform intervals with a shorter rest in between or be able to perform higher volume of intervals at the same pace. By sticking to lower heart rates over time, you'll be able to find that you can increase your pace at the same heart rate output. This is due to increased aerobic efficiency and it's set off many positive training adaptations. For example, when you have a high aerobic efficiency, you can log more training hours at a lower heart rate, which results in muscular endurance, critical for maintaining form and pace in long-distance triathlons or events. For Ironman triathletes, Zone 2 bike sessions or four hours and above are also ideal to practice race-specific nutrition. By dialing in your Ironman nutrition protocol, you can test calorific Ingestion limits, as well as observe your energy available and muscular ability when running off the bike. So, speaking about the brickwork earlier in the training that I did, keep in mind that your zone two, you are able to utilise high percentage of fat as fuel versus glycogen. As you go faster, the ratio of glycogen consumption increases, which becomes a limiter in endurance events because our muscles only store a limited supply. Without supplementation, you are typically store about one point five to two hours of glycogen in your muscles. In long distance triathlon, therefore, you always look to run a calorific deficit or burn more calories than you can ingest. If you are focused to use fat as your primary source of fuel because glycogen is depleted, you'll have to slow down as fat requires more molecules of oxygen to break down than glycogen. If your body is ready to utilize fat, you'll be able to maintain a higher pace than you would if you hadn't done any specific Zone 2 training. So again, sort of alluding to What we spoke about earlier, if you can stay in those heart rate zones, you've built that base fitness. So when you're going into competition exercises or competition events, races, you're now utilizing different stores of glycogen and and you're looking at focusing on specific specific areas of usage within your events rather than depleting certain areas that you haven't managed to train um, again, I'll just sort of speak about the swimming as well. Swimming at a low intensity also provides the same benefits of increased endurance and the opportunity to build efficiency at set heart rate or effort. The other be- benefits of low intensity swimming is that you slow down and emphasize on good technique. Improved technique may also allow you to match pace which you previously considered high intensity intervals. So again, this is just sort of going over the the emphasis of the tri- triathlon.com Um Mentions on Zone Two, and again, it was alluding to sort of the podcast that I watch with Chris Half, who's a an excellent ultra endurance athlete and trainer, um, former Olympian, um, and it just goes into um, those details and, and how it can help you. So if you're someone who's listening and you're looking to try and do um, marathons, ultra running, um, just general runs, three to five days a week, but fairly fairly far distance at These things are going to help you. Someone who wants to look to get back fit. If you're someone who's gone out and done a run, then it is a prime example um, for you to try and stay in those zones and build the base, build the base to start off with, focus on your zones and then build the muscular endurance and power after a few weeks of gaining that realization of, right, I'm staying in my heart rate zone, I'm building this base, I'm building this base, but actually I'm going quicker, but I'm staying in my heart rate zone, right, now can I push on, but can I stay within my other heart rate zones, and then shocking your body and going into zone four training, and then coming back down, so it's all about, again, it's training for a purpose and an outcome, as opposed to exercise, just going for a run, okay, I went for a run, brilliant, just going for a cycle, okay, fantastic, but then I can't go again for five days, because I've got DOMS or my body's aching, there's too much shock, um, my ligaments have gone. So focus, focus, focus on that. And sort of one of the things that I spoke about start MTF and and zone two, it all just sort of came around around the same time. And like the website said earlier about the swimming and technique, um, I was going for a run towards the end of my training and um, it was quite strange because when you're going for a run, uh, for me i need I needed headphones in i needed I needed something to almost distract me from a run um, but when you're training in your zone twos you're focusing so much on your heart rate and staying at that steady tempo you, you can't really hear the music I know it sounds weird but you can't really hear the music and I got so used to just going for a run even having my, my headphones in and not hearing that music that towards the end of my training I would run f- free to whatever it was miles to start off with no headphones in and then it became very easy I got used to it whatever the the distance was it was like okay cool right I'm out I don't need the headphones in because I'm getting used to being at this beats per minute wherever it was can I stay in that and that was my focus and it, it distracted me and um, it made me actually think about my technique and now I know it sounds silly but I'm going from one thing now from not you know, I'm distracting myself by having music in as the run, okay? I need something in as a distraction. But now, my almost my distraction was focused on the technique and it was like, right, how am I running? What's my stride length like? What's my posture like as I'm running? When I'm cycling, what's my body position like? Am I set at the right height as I'm swimming? Okay, am I rotating and am I turning? And it got into those phases of developing a strong mentality and, and a mind that every... Every specific um, exercise that I did, so if it was cycling, for instance, if it was the the running or the swimming, I was focused on that technique and getting that technique right. And no matter how long the duration was, that stayed the same all the way through. And that was that was my basis to. Um, to start off with and as I was running it, it just sort of hit me mind technique fitness if I can get the mind right which I started to do the first couple of weeks right the first the first 14 minute mile run was frustrating was aggravating the next one again was annoying I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere and then two weeks later it clicked I allowed myself to be patient I allowed myself to focus and concentrate on that aspect of my training the mind okay and breaking down the detail The technique then came because I had to get the technique right. I had to get my breathing right when I was doing um, the runs. I had to maintain the effort, but I had to maintain that I wasn't dropping into zone one. I wasn't going too slow. I wasn't going into the gray area, zone three in my zone two training. I was maintaining the technique of my cycling. How was my body in line, my back in the right position, my bars the correct level, Are my hips at the right height, the angles. I was... I was obsessed with getting that technique and the detail right because I knew that would help me in the long run. All right. And then the fitness came from those two elements. It came from um, the mind, the technique, and then it transferred into the fitness, the base. And the base all transferred from the zone two. And it all just sort of came together. And it's something in my head, I was like, right, that's it. It's the mind technique fitness. And how's that, you know, how has that helped me out? Um, and one one prime example which for everything I knew exactly how it helped me was a couple of years ago I had a little accident um, in the kitchen I fell off the counter hurt my shoulder as you do you rehab it back to how you think it is it doesn't hurt carried on playing football um, a couple of weeks after the injury perfect feeling like no no injury in my shoulder again you know I can feel couldn't really feel anything little niggles here and there but fine Fast forward to two years, two and a half years later, I start doing Ironman training and I start swimming and it dawns on me that I've actually been neglecting something which I didn't rehab properly. Now you're doing more and more load and I started feeling my shoulder. I started feeling that, that shoulder pain, that, the injury where I did two and a half years ago. I'm not doing a specific... I haven't been doing a specific exercise swimming for two, two and a half years. So I go straight into swimming and it dawned on me that one, I haven't recovered that shoulder properly and two, I'm possibly not swimming correctly. And I was finding that swimming was an effort and I had an incident um, years ago when I was younger where um, I nearly drowned. Someone pulled me out, um, pulled me and my sister out and... um, You know, that when you swim, you always mentally always have that thing of um, it's not necessarily a fear of drowning because I could swim to, you know, a level. But it was always for me, I always felt like you're swimming to um, survive, if that makes sense, as opposed to, um, right, I'm with the water, my flow is right. I'm swimming. It. it, I'm at ease with it. Um, And I was never really there. You know, I was swimming to survive. I could swim. Um, you know, not at any real detail. Um, you just learn the basics when you're a child to swim. And, and that's what it was. You know, you'd swim, you'd go swim with a mate, you'd jump off, you know, I jumped off a cliff and stuff and you'd swim back. But you're always swimming to survive. And when I started the swimming, it aligned it, it perfectly because my shoulder pain came back. And then as that shoulder pain came back from the swimming, I started to feel that, you know, surviving to swim, swimming to survive type mentality. And I knew, right, the technique's not right. I need to focus on the technique. And um, I looked at, um, I found a video. Again, they all come around um, all in line. There was a video that popped up on YouTube. Um, The algorithms must be all in line. I don't know what it is, but... Um, the video popped off of total immersion, and if you haven 't heard of this technique, I urge everybody to go in look at this technique called total immersion swimming um, Those of you who know tim Ferris um, he 's got a TED talk on um, how it helped him. I think he learned around thirty odd maybe forty how to swim properly um, and that was totally through total immersion and basically um, it, it's you 're like swim, you 're like a kid again you 're learning to swim completely different. The technique is Unbelievably different. You're, there's almost no kicking involved. You're just flicking your foot. All right. You're streamlining left and right. And total immersion is slightly different because, you know, they're, they're saying the figures, an average swimmer only transfers 3% of energy expenditure in forward motion when kicking. So the average swimmer who kicks only expends 3% of energy expenditure in forward motion whilst kicking. So theirs is sort of almost, right, it's a, th- it's a flick it's not a kick. You're not kicking. It's just a flick every now and again. You're below the surface of the water. And, and for me, that was a very difficult thing to, to conjure up. I, I had a lesson, I had a swimming lesson, excellent coach. Um, I'll put her details, um, in the notes as well. Um, and again, that was very, very strange or was it strange or was it aligned? I, I went to, um, do some open water swimming, um, booked in at Gosfield um, and then I saw there I had a swimming coach so I messaged the swimming coach she messaged me back we went there to do a lesson and then she told me her story um, fantastic story um, and how she learned in total immersion she had an injury on her spine I think it was and, and she learned to swim um, through turtle immersion, which is very very strange because I spoke to a couple of str- swimming instructors at my gym, and they're you know they're traditional instructors speaking about different things, you know, high kicks, velocity, stuff like that. Whereas this coach was, yeah, little flick of the foot. It's all about being streamlined underwater, the rotation, uh, making sure your head is in line and getting the axes right. It's it's all these little details and um, the technique that. Um, you know, I practiced and, um, and I've over time again, I found that base where I got the, I was focusing on the technique as opposed to the time of swimming, how many lengths I was doing, and that helped me massively. Um, and again, it all sort of links into one. And, and again, that sort of trickles back over into the mind. It was right when my shoulder's injured, what do I do now? Do I just look to try and do. Um, an hour's swimming just get through it or do I listen to my body and do I tailor it back and then do I focus on right I need to get the technique right because I'm not going to be able to push over an hour which I need to be able to do on race day so can I focus on the technique and push everything aside can I push that ego back and go right let's tailor it down a bit let's get the technique right I will know I'll be able to go you know distance in the long run um, but that's the long run. Let's focus on the technique, and 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 that's what I did. And um, the mind technique, fitness, all sort of comes into one. And um, there's a few things that um, sort of want to speak about here. And and again, sort of speaking about earlier was the volume. And um, volume of training was was a lot. And let's just get one one week for example up. Um, we'll, we'll scroll through and. Um, I'll just speak about a few instances. So we've got, we'll go into June. Let's go into June's session. We'll go from um, June the 13th. So we've got June the 13th, three three and a half mile run. June the 14th, 2,000 meter swim. June 15th, 75 mile cycle. June 15th, 2.8 mile run. So straight off the cycle into a 2.8 mile run. The next day, 1,000 meter swim. Two days later, 1,300 yards swim. And then 22nd of June, we've got a 35-mile cycle. And then 22nd of June, we've got a 1.8-mile run. So straight off that, you're going into a run. And then on the 24th, it was just a nice leisurely swim, so 200-meter swim. And then we go into into something that, um, again, in terms of the running, I've only ever once gone 10 miles in a run distance. And that was in IB for a couple of years ago. I wanted to go to the beach. So I just decided to go out, go for a run, um, and run back in the watch clock, just over 10 miles. Um, everything there previous was five mile max. Um, and then when I started this training, literally, I think 12 or 10 was the, um, no, yeah, 10 maybe was the, was the most. So we go to June uh, 25th. So we've got a 19 mile cycle, Three and a half mile run, and then Sunday we had a 2,200 meter swim, and then we go into um, a 15 mile cycle, and then a nine mile run on the 27th, and then on the 28th, um, we've uh, 29th, sorry, um, we have a 1,300 yard swim in the morning. So, straight away, this is a long day, so we're going 1,300 yard swim a 62-mile cycle, a 3.7-mile run, so straight off that 62-mile cycle, 3.7-mile run. That's on the Saturday, and that's in June. So the temperature I've got, which clocked, up on my, um, which clocked up on my Garmin, was 25 degrees on the Saturday. So throughout that day, I would have done 1,400 yards of swimming, 62-mile cycle, 3.7-mile um, run straight off the cycle. 25 degree heat all throughout what a five six hour period. The next day, so straight off that, the next day was a 13.9 mile run. So basically, you know, a half marathon. The temperature for that was just over 27 and a half degrees that day. And the pace was 8.37 average pace, two hour, two hour run or two hour moving time, two hour run. So after after what five, six hours work of work on the the Saturday in twenty five degree heat, to wake up on a Sunday and do a half marathon which I've never done before, um, distance to go and do that. Um, you've gotta, you've gotta have that base fitness number one. You've got to have that that mindset, the mentality. but also you've got to have the technique right. All right, you've got to have that technique right, which will then transfer into the fitness. If I didn't have my technique right, if my body would have been aching, you know, I would have made the excuse. My mindset would have been low. I would have looked at my program the next day and said, right, you've got a half marathon to do. get up and do it. And I would have gone, oh, my ankles are aching. aching. My knees are aching from that cycle. You know, it's taking a long pounding. That run off the cycle on the Saturday in that heat tired me out. It's all the little things that the mind technique fitness comes into one package because I've built that base fitness. I've managed to train in those those heart rate zones that are enabling me the next day to go and do a half marathon, for instance, after a, a, a long cycle. Um, there's there's other instances, you know, where you're doing 70-mile cycles and, you know, you're doing two-hour runs afterwards and and things like that where... Um, you know, it's it's taxing if you let it be taxing because you haven't trained purposefully and specifically. And that is the main detail. You know, you're doing a 74-mile uh, cycle and then doing a five-mile run straight off the bat. Um, it's those details that is really, really important and that will help you in the long run. And And for instance, uh, my VO2 max when I started was 42 in April, clocked up on my Garmin watch, 42 in April. By July, it's gone to 52, which is very high, which is good. Um, So I'm seeing the the ability to create an efficient base for myself, which allows me to, to train back to back to back to back to back, seven days a week on some training weeks, or one day off on some, and and go the distance, and and go for long periods of time, but in the specific heart rate zones that are required. So it's it's important. I say this to say this that if you can get the heart rate zones, you get your base right, everything will fall into place. Um, that I remember um, specifically that day. Um, the missus, uh, I said, do you want to come for a run? And she said, nah, it's boiling. Um, it's too hot. And I said, well, you can come for a cycle. So she basically, she, um, she was like my water girl. She was on the cycle. She helped me out massively. Um, and it was just me out there running. And I remember she was like, um, I spoke to her on the Saturday, obviously after a heavy, heavy day, the 60 odd mile cycle, the three mile run and the thousand odd yard swim. And she was like, you know you're not tired can you you know you don't have to do the half marathon or you know do it another day and for me like my mentality when it's when I've trained and, and I know I'm capable of doing that I almost do myself a disservice to even think about oh okay I can let myself have that break or that time and I know she didn't mean anything by it um, but when you train your when you train your mind and your body and it's and your body's got that base fitness and you know that you can go the next day and then the following day after that, it's it's so rewarding to feel that and almost block out everything else. Um, so if you can create that base for yourself, like I said, I'm going to keep going back to zone two. If you can create that base for yourself mixed in with zone three, zone fours to shock the body every now and again and then start building up it makes everything so much easier. It makes everything so much easier. Your your mind, your mentality to go again, it's there because you're you're not pounding your body. You're not aching. You're you're working out and you're training specifically, knowing that you can go again the next day or whatever um, the practiced exercise is. Um, so I just wanted to speak about that really, and that was that was the podcast. I wanted to try and keep it short. Um, Gone a little bit longer on than than what I would like, but there's so much information there. Um, Again, just the takeaways from it. Zone two is about building a training base that is slowing down to go faster and creating more efficiency. Okay, it's slowing down to go faster to create more efficiency. In the long run, you're getting fitter and stronger by going slower within the first few weeks of your training, creating that training base. It will not be easy going slower in the long run because you will notice that you're actually going faster and it's nowhere near as easy as what it was when you first started training and it was 14, 15 minute average pace a mile. You're now going eight, nine minute pace and it's still a hard workout, but you're keeping your BPMs much lower. All right. You'll be able to go, um, like I said, 62 miles and Um, 62 mile cycle you'll be able to do um, the three mile run straight off the bat you'll be able to do the one and a half um, mile swim and then the next day you'll be able to do the half marathon just straight off in in sunny days and it's just focusing on, on all the elements the mind the technique the fitness making sure the techniques right even down to nutrition hydration that day where I did in twenty five degree heat, did the sixty two mile cycle, the swim and the run, I had to be I had to know exactly what I was having nutrition wise, I had to have it at the right times, I had to recover properly and make sure I stretched and got everything right and got the detail right for the next day. But that was in June so I had a couple of months of training for this so again you you look at it from the outside and go that's a far distance that's a lot of stuff that's that's a lot of load you're doing in a couple of a short space of time but what you've got to understand is I built that training fitness previously so it, when those things come it, it's it's second nature you're just doing it without thinking and and that's the good thing about the what I sort of understand as mind technique fitness you get the mind right you, you you throw the ego out. You throw out getting overtaken on the cycle by someone who's three times your age. You get, you get your ego out of the way of someone young running past you. You running really slow and people looking at you. You get your ego out of going a specific route and and being twice as slow as what you normally are and feeling like you're not doing anything. Get that out of the way, and once you've got that out of the way, you will have a base to go faster. If you're someone who wants to do a sub three mile. Uh, three-hour marathon, look at building your training base. Don't go out and start doing heavy, heavy, fast runs with lots of um, strength and conditioning, but you're going in the grey zone all the time because what you're going to find is you're going to plateau either on race day, if you don't before, already in hand while training, or you're going to end up injuring yourself in the training process because the load is far too heavy, your ligaments and your joints are taking a pound in and you cannot recover with that load and that tempo of work, whilst you're mixing in your things like your weights, um, etc. So look at the zone two training base, and and yeah, sort of develop whatever's comfortable for you. But for me, it was mind, technique, fitness. It was all the time, mind, technique, fitness. I got my mind right, I got the technique right, and the fitness followed. All right, it's just those detail. All right, that's something I wanted to share with you. Um, Anyone who's interested in um, ultras, marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks, um, you know, competing, send this over to your friends. Um, take a little look at it. Again, check out Rich Roll, Chris Half podcast on uh, training versus exercise. Fantastic podcast. Highly recommend um, message me if you've got any details or any, um, any questions on that and I'll try and sort of elaborate as much as I can and give you the base and, and give you the details on what I helped um, a couple of others with and, and what I found worked for me. Remember, everyone is diff- uh, different, but focus on the base training to start off with and take your ego out of it, okay? Ego out of everything and focus on the base training.